0: You're tuned in to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconato. In a world of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Quoting George Orwell there, Isn't that where we are right now? Telling the truth is a revolutionary act. You get censored. You get told you're a conspiracy theorist. You could even lose your company. You could even lose your job for standing for the truth. And yet here we are. And now they say there's a possibility, according to informants, people that are whistleblowers inside the TSA and other organizations, they're saying there's a possibility they might bring back the mask mandates. They might bring back covid restrictions because there's a new variant and of course they'll tell you we're crazy for saying that but uh so far the um intelligence that we've got's actually uh ended up being pretty pretty good in the past i mean i was thinking about our history and our track record it's definitely a a lot better than the mainstream corporate media that a lot of people think is the truth and yet how many times have we said something that they said was crazy and then it ended up happening Oh, yeah, a lot of times, actually. Uh, in fact, there's the meme out there that says, uh, I got to find some new conspiracy theories because mine all came true. And we, we often say that's actually the case. A lot of the things that people said were crazy. You know, Mel Gibson's doing a new mo- movie on uh, Jeffrey Epstein. That's going to be interesting. As somebody who comes from Hollywood myself and could certainly uh, color in the lines on some of the things there, and I have extensively on... Previous broadcasts, and I I will continue to do it more. In fact, we're going to do a series coming up on Hollywood where we break down what handlers are, uh, the connection uh, according to the Church Commission and Operation Mockingbird, what that actually meant, what what that actually looks like. Pray for us. I really feel like it's time for the body of Christ to make a decision. We're at a pivotal moment of decision. Are we going to stand with the false or are we going to stand with the real? Because, you know, We call ourselves the truth community, right? Have you heard this? The truth community. We stand for truth. Why is it that we stand for truth when it comes to fake news, when it comes to what the Democrats are trying to say, the deep state, the globalists, those people? You know, we expose them. We expose guys like Yovar Harar. We expose people like Klaus Schwab. Well, clearly, they're operating in the demonic. It's obvious. All you have to do is look at the fruit of their life and what they're saying, what they're suggesting. You know, new religions, talking about how Christianity is going to be antiquated. It's, it's going to be outdated. They're going to bring in new religions. Of course, those people are demonic. But remember, one of the areas that the devil uses because he comes as an angel of light is inside the church. And so, as I've exposed certain things that are going on in the church, and trust me, I've just scratched the surface. And many of you understand what I'm saying, some of you may not. But I've just scratched the surface on corruption and false prophecy and things like that. But every time I do, People get mad at me simply for talking about it. They don't even want to look at the evidence. They don't want to look at the facts. Doesn't that remind you of, of the same folks on the left that don't want to look at the evidence, that don't want to look at the facts, that just want to believe something? But yet we do it on our own side, but we just do it in different areas. We do it in the area of prophecy. Somebody could say something so many times wrong, and yet we, we choose to overlook it because we like the person, and we like their, their personality. We think they're cute or nice, and so we don't want to call a spade a spade, and yet we go after the messenger instead of the person that's actually doing it. So, look, I've decided at this point in where I'm at, I'm not going to you know, pull any punches. I'm going to speak the truth because I really believe this is the mandate from the Lord in this hour. And you know what? If you don't like me, that's fine. If you do like me, praise God. Thank you. I know there's a remnant out there. There's many of you that get it because I see your letters, and I thank you for praying for me. And for anybody that's standing for truth, because we can't just stand for half truth. We've got to stand for the full truth, the entirety of the message, which means not just the deep state globalist fake news, you know, uh, mockingbird media, but also the people on our side, supposedly that are doing tremendous damage to the kingdom of God, tremendous damage because they're saying things that are false too. So just something to think about, but we are in amazing times right now. I often refer to it as the best times, the worst times at the same time. And I was studying something this week, and I want to bring this up. We're going to talk about a couple different things today. But I want to bring this up: the sons of Skiva. The Sons of Skiva. And I did a post and an article about it on remnant.news. You can go to remnant.news and read the article. And it's called Sons of Skiva, a lesson in spiritual authority. And, and I'm looking at the book of Acts, chapter 19, verses 13 through 17. And in this passage. You know, it tells the story of the sons of Sceva. I've heard of the sons of Sceva. I've, I've taught on the sons of Sceva, but sometimes I forget about these exorcists. They were actually Jewish exorcists who tried to cast out evil spirits using the name of Jesus. And Paul, you know, Paul was preaching about Jesus. So they, they knew that Paul was preaching about Jesus and they said, hey, we'll use this name of Jesus. But here's the thing. They failed miserably and were overpowered by the evil spirit who declared, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? I want to stop here for a minute because I think there's a good portion of people in Christendom that are who are you's. I want to tell you about my walk with Jesus because I'm no better than anybody listening to this broadcast. Do I, do I fail sometimes? Absolutely. Am I perfect? No. But I, do tell you, I, I will say this about myself because I believe this is truthful. I really love the Lord. I have a healthy fear of the Lord. I really believe what I preach. This isn't a show. This isn't me doing this because, you know, I, I just want to have a following or something like that, which some people do. Uh, I don't, that's not at all. In fact, it, 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 just to be honest with you, if I really could get away with taking my daughter fishing every day and just relaxing and, and having a pretty low stress job, I'd probably do that. <laughs> I'd probably do that because it, it'd be a lot less stressful and. I'd probably feel a lot better in my body and I'd I'd probably just have a a much more peaceful life. But the truth is I know this is the call. And many of you understand what I'm talking about. You know that the call on your life is, is from God. And you know that God has put a mission on your heart. You have an urgency in your spirit. And that's why we as the remnant, we come together. Because we get it. You get it. I get it. And when we look at the world today and we see everything that's going on, we know there's a major problem. And I... Look, what is, uh, what is the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again, right? Same thing and expecting a different result. And yet, what does much of the church do? Much of the church does the same thing over and over again, and they expect a different result. Many of these same people, pastors, evangelists, people out there with big followings, some of these people call themselves prophets, they're more like medium, some of them. Not all of them. Some of the prophets are real. But there's also some of them that, that there's no different from the Long Island medium to the way that they are. Only they say they're Christian. And, and people fall for it because they don't know the scripture. And because it's, it's, it's uh, mesmerizing. And they, they say, oh, wow, he can guess my address. He guessed my birthday. Well, they don't realize that some of these people are actually looking on the Internet. I know it's pretty shady, but it's true. It, we're, in a, we're in a world where we need discernment. We've got to understand everything that's going on here. And so many of these folks that were silent during the quote unquote pandemic time, they were, they were silent there. And what, what happened? And and now all of a sudden they think things are kind of calmed down a little bit and now they're back out there. These same people that were the same people that really were the reason why the church fell into the stupor that we did apathy, complacency. They were the ones that were around for many, many years. Not all of them. Some of them were amazing people, great people. That have stood for righteousness and have, have stood the test of time. And remember, I had that vision, if, if you recall. if Maybe you didn't hear that broadcast when I said it. But there were some people, it's the second wave. And some people are going to go forward and they're going to flourish because they've stood for righteousness and truth. And other people are doubling down on the same nonsense and buffoonery and doing it in the name of Christ. And they're out there right now, once again, asking for donations. Once again, selling their nonsense. And many people are once again, buying it. This is the same reason why we're in the dilemma that we are. So those people, I don't believe they're going to go forward in the next wave. I believe the Lord is, is bringing judgment into his house because he's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle and judgment comes first to the house of the Lord. So I believe we're in a very critical time, especially if you're a preacher, listen up. If you are out there peddling nonsense and, and, and wrapping it in a pretty package and saying this is Christianity, like the sons of Sceva, I believe the Lord is going to smite you. I believe something is going to happen to where you're going to lose the platform and the ministry if you don't repent and course correct now. And somebody's listening to this broadcast and you're one of these people because I know some of the people listen to the broadcast. And look, I I just, I'm not going to pull any punches at this time. Look, if this was me, if I was peddling falsehoods and false prophecies and, you know, snake oil, I would be shaking in my boots right now because I fear the Lord. And I know that I can't get away with anything without the Lord convicting me. And if I continue in it, punishing me because he he loves me. That's why. And he doesn't want me to be in disobedience. So we're going to get into the sons of Skibi. You've got to listen to this broadcast today. It's going to be riveting because I'm not holding back anymore, friends. We need to to speak the truth. It's so late, the hour is late, but there is hope in Jesus Christ. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show here on all across the world, on the app, on the radio show, on the podcast. So, wherever you're listening, if you're listening on social media, I want to thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Talking about the sons of Sceva and those that are doing things in the name of Jesus, but is it really effective? In other words, uh, are you like the sons of Sceva where he says, Look, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Who are you? You don't want to be a who are you? So, the story of the sons of Sceva serves as a very important reminder of the importance of genuine faith and spiritual authority. Genuine faith, and spiritual authority. In other words, do you actually mean it? Because there's charlatans out there that have found that in the faith community, they can they can say nice things, and look a certain way, and they can get money. And so unfortunately, there's charlatans, there are people out there that are doing these things, but they don't have spiritual authority, they don't have genuine faith. And the sons of Sceva, these men attempted to wield the name of Jesus as if it were a magical incantation separate from a life committed to Christ. See, God knows and sees all. And this is why I say, look, we we can't control anybody else. I can't control anybody else. I can't even control my own wife. I can't even control my own family. Now, of course, I can discipline my daughter and I can tell my wife how I feel about things. And uh, because she loves me and she's a great wife, uh, in most cases, she'll probably listen, you know, because she loves me and I love her. And so we have a great marriage in that aspect. And so, you know, there is an order, there's a biblical order uh, of wives submitting to husbands, but that's not like a husband lording over them in in a tyrannical way. So some people take that out of context. That's not what that means. In fact, it says, love your wife as as Christ loves the church. Well, that's that amazing agape love that's unconditional and so a lot of times people don't realize it's actually for me because they always hone in on the submitting of wives, but they don't hone in on the husbands loving as Christ loved the church. So just, just remember that. Very important. So, but, but the bottom line is I can't control anybody. I can, I can try to influence. I can, I can speak facts. I can try to win your heart over. I can you know, speak with the authority in the name of Jesus and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I often say on my best day of preaching, I can't make somebody feel something So if you feel something, that's the spirit of the living God. That's the spirit of God that you feel, and that's why people raise their hand and accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior because they're moved. They're touched by the spirit, and that's because I operate in the spirit, and there's an anointing, and it's the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. We have a lot of bondage in our world that needs destroying. See, these people, they lacked spiritual authority that comes from the deep abiding relationship with the Lord and thus they were exposed as frauds, unable to command even the lesser beings in the spiritual realm. I want to just hone in on this for a minute here because I don't think there's a lot of teaching on this. You know, if you look at the Western church, and again, I'm not here to be Mr. Critic, like I have it all figured out or anything, but I'm just reading from the scripture. But I do think sound doctrine and sound teaching is very important because I think a lot of people right now think that Some of the nonsense that some of these people are spewing is Christianity, and that's probably because you're innocent and you may not know the scripture well. So my advice to you, and it's not a bad thing because I was exactly where you were, and for the last 27 years or so, I've been studying the scripture, especially in the last 10 years. I've really gotten deep in the scripture because I want to make sure I understand what the scripture actually says because that's what gives me the understanding of God. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. So it's very important to God. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Where does the faith come from? It comes from knowing God, who he is in his word. And then you have that tangible relationship with God because you have a prayer life and you're in his word. But the problem is there's a lot of frauds and there's a lot of people unable to command even the lesser beings in the spiritual realm. And that's because they're a, who are you? You know, this story, it teaches us that it's not enough to merely utter the name of Jesus. One must have faith in him and a relationship with him. That's a very important thing because a lot of people think, well, as long as you say in the name of Jesus, that's it. But in this in this story, the sons of Sceva, we understand in Acts chapter 19, verses 13 through 17, that they were exposed because they were not able to command the demonic, they didn't, they didn't listen to them. Why? This should be something that haunts every Christian. You never want to be a who are you. And if you're having a hard time, and I'm not trying to cause confusion or doubt in your mind if you're really saved, if you've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior and you've repented of your sins, you are saved. You confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, you're saved, okay? So I'm not trying to say you're not saved, but the deal is though, there's a lot of people that are dealing with demonic things in their house, in their family, in their church, in their work, all kinds of demonic assaults and assignments. And you may be attempting, listen to this, you may be attempting to cast them out and there's not um, any action happening. It's not, something's not happening. And you're wondering why. And this is why I want to teach this today. It's not to make you feel bad. It's not to make you feel less than or that you're doing something wrong. It's to teach you to equip you because God is showing us something in this story of the sons of Sceva. And why am I saying this now as they're trying to put mandates again and they're trying to roll out the, the same protocols. And I think it's like a two point hopefully we can stop it. And I think we can, if we, if we pull it down, pull down the strongholds and declare and decree and pray and get on our faces and, and also let them know we're not going to shut down. And I put that out there right away. If you, if you haven't seen that, it's gone viral on my Facebook page. We're not. I'm just going to tell you right now, we're not going to shut down. Uh-oh, that's right, because do not forsake the assembling together of the brethren and lay hands on the sick, and they will heal. Not to mention, there's already been cases that have gone to the Supreme Court that said it's illegal because we have the right to assemble, according to the First Amendment. But there's going to be people. Oh, there will be people. And they're testing the waters right now to see who is willing. Because we're coming up to another election cycle. I just pray in the name of Jesus that this thing gets thwarted. And listen, if the saints of God that have authority, like the Pauls, do this, we're not going to be like the sons of Sceva. We can actually have spiritual authority to pull down because this is a wicked, evil plot that the, the wicked are scheming right now in our country. They're saying, what can I do to further the demonic agenda? What can I do to further this thing and and to cause more division in in the country and to cause more people to cave and capitulate and bow down? Because remember, they always want you to bow down. The devil wants you to conform. That's why Jesus said it. Don't conform. Don't conform to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Somebody said, well, Jesus didn't say that. Well, the word says it. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the Word. But the bottom line is we can't be conformed to the things of this world. We've got to have that transformation in our mind. We've got to. For the Bible scholars out there, it was the Apostle Paul that said it in Romans 12, 2. Because I know there's going to be somebody that writes me. He said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what's God's will. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And the verse encourages us to live according to God's principles rather than worldly desires and practices. Don't be conformed. Don't be a conformed Christian. They want you to bow down. They want you to cave. Stand. Stand. All right, I'm going to really get into this. We have a 14-minute segment coming up. Stay tuned. This is the Todd Coconato Show, pastortodd.org. I got a new book, pastortodbook.com pastortodbook.com. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. We're talking about who are you? I know Peter, I know Paul, I know Jesus. Who are you? Who are you? Don't be a who are you. I've talked about it a lot in sermons, but what does it mean? Who are the sons of Sceva? And why is this a big and important lesson in spiritual authority? From the book of Acts chapter 19 verses 17, uh, actually 13 through 17. It's not enough to merely name the name of Jesus. One must have the faith in him and a relationship with him. Spiritual authority doesn't come from the words we speak, but from the life we live in Christ. Oh, what? Hello, yes. You know them by their fruit. It actually warns us against using God's name in a way that is disingenuous or manipulative, yet so many people are doing it. I see people online, oh my goodness, I would just love to just expose some of these folks. People say, why don't you do it? Well, I've done it already. And I'll tell you, it causes, they call it a war. People say I'm being divisive and I get all kinds of horrible hate letters. And, you know, I've already dealt with so much. Will I do it again? Sure. Because I'm not afraid of man, but only when God tells me to do it. But what I'm trying to do is to set you up for success for whatever period of time that we're together. And you listen to me, I want you to be set up for success because there's only going to be more of this nonsense. People that are claiming Christ, but don't have spiritual authority. Why? Because they don't actually operate in the way the word of God says to operate. They don't, they don't truly have, see, you know them by their fruit. Why is that so important that we know them by their fruit? Because some people are good actors. They're good. They have, they do characters. You know, they're like a a character in a, in a novel or a character in a movie. They play a part, they play a role. And because many folks don't have discernment and we don't get into the word, we trust these people. And yet they're frauds. The sons of Sceva were frauds. Spiritual authority doesn't come from the words we speak. It comes from the life we live in Christ. It warns us against using God's name in a way that's disingenuous and manipulative. Spiritual power is not a shortcut. Oh my goodness. I'll say that again. Spiritual power is not a shortcut. In other words, you can't get a Cliff Notes version of it. You've got to pay the cost. What's the cost? Repentance relationship with Christ, having that daily, that personal relationship, that one-on-one. You don't want to be the one that he says, depart from me, worker of iniquity. I never knew you. But Lord, I did this in your name. Lord, I did this in your name. No, I never knew you. That's the sons of Sceva. The story serves as a cautionary tale for anyone who may seek to appropriate elements of Christianity for personal gain or, in other words, to make money have fame notoriety they find a platform in it i know many people in the christian uh, music industry that couldn't make it in the secular world so they went the christian route and they don't even have relationship with god their music is not anointed they're they're pop singers that are doing it in the name of christ but yet there's no anointing why Well, they don't have relationship they're who are you it's become a business jesus would be flipping the tables on this stuff friends and this is an hour that we get serious. Is this something I want to talk about on a regular basis? No, it really isn't. It's not pleasant for me. It's not my heart. My heart is to, to see you grow. My heart is to see you go deeper. But see, this is, this is a way to get there because we've got to identify the false in order to under, understand the true. It, it serves as a cautionary tale. We can't misappropriate elements of Christianity for personal gain. Or without genuine belief. We've got to believe it. It represents the divine power that defeated sin and death. Power that is available only through living a relationship with Jesus Christ. You say, Tava, well, what does it look like to live a relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, we'll talk about that for a few minutes here. Now, I want to make it clear, there is not, there's not a checklist to earn salvation. Okay, salvation is given to us. It's the free gift of salvation. It's given to us And thank God for that, that it's free. But these are aspects of growing and having a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. According to biblical teachings, different Christian traditions might emphasize some aspects more than others, but these are the principles that are broadly shared, okay? These are the principles. Faith and belief. It's a foundational step to believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and the Savior of the world. Have you Confess with your mouth. Have you do you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord? Now here's one that they don't talk about a lot. Repentance. Repentance, acknowledging. Here's this acknowledging and turning away from sin, which is another crucial aspect. Repentance is a change of heart and direction. Where does that say that? Well, Acts 2 38. It's a change of heart and direction. You can't go back. You don't want to go back. See, I hear all these people say, well, if this doesn't work out, I'm gonna go back. Go back to where? You're gonna go back to your life of sin, your life of doubt, fear, anxiety, all the things of the world. The wages of sin are death. You can't go back. You've got to repent. That means acknowledging and turning away from sin. It's a change of heart and a change of direction. Change of heart and change of direction. Number three, it is, it is important to get baptized. Now, it it doesn't mean that, you know, if you don't get baptized, you're not going to heaven, because we know that there was the guy on the cross next to Jesus, right? I know some sections of Christianity believe that you must be be baptized in order to be saved, but it is a commandment of the Lord, and you can find it in in Matthew 28, 19, and I would advise if you have not been baptized, get baptized. In fact, we're going to be offering baptisms at the Remnant Revival Center. Make your way down there, and we will get you baptized, because we're, this is something that we need to do. Baptism, communion, all of it. It's very important. Do this in remembrance of me. Baptism, it's an outward expression of an inward change. If you question, well, I'm not sure if I've been baptized or I was baptized a Catholic where they splashed water on me or something, I would, I would highly suggest you get baptized as a believer in Jesus Christ. It's an outward expression of an inward change and it is a commandment of the Lord. Another one is prayer. Prayer, prayer is underrated, Prayer is a relationship with Jesus. It involves ongoing communication through prayer. Philippians 4, 6. We communicate with God through prayer. That is our communication tool to God. And God yearns for us to pray to him. Not just to ask of him, but to hear from him. That's why he says, my sheep hear my voice. Become a prayer warrior, Christian. What do you mean a prayer warrior, Todd? What does that mean? It means some of the, not just praise once in a while, you pray regularly, and you know that your prayers are effective. Why? Because you're a Peter and a Paul. You're not a who are you. Well, why are you not a who are you? Because you pray. You have a relationship with Jesus. It's ongoing communication. Thank you, Lord. Become a prayer warrior. Don't, don't listen. Many of us deal with uh, what they call ADHD, attention deficit disorder, something like that, you know. Listen, the whole thing about that, that is a proclamation. That's like when they say you're a conspiracy theorist. It's a proclamation of man on you. You don't have an attention span, therefore you can't do these things. Listen, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You have what it takes to become a prayer warrior. You can get into the secret place. God made you that way. Don't buy the lie. People say, well, I can't read the word of God because I have you know ADHD. Listen to me. You can read the word of God, and if you can't read it, you can listen to it. Feed your soul, friend. Feed your soul. If you're having challenges in your life and you're not feeding your soul, there you go. That's where you're going to find the joy. That's where you're going to find the peace. That's where you're going to find the rest. Pastor, how do you have so much energy? Well, I have rest in Christ. Yes, I have physical rest, and yes, I need physical rest, but I also have rest in my mind, the renewing of my mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus somebody's clicking on this right now. You're getting it. Number five, this isn't, this isn't a time card where you click, oh, here I am, reading the Bible, click, praying, click, no. This is, you're doing it because you wanna be a Peter and a Paul. You don't wanna be a who are you. To understand Jesus and his teachings, it's important to regularly read and study the Bible. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, says it right there. Read the Bible, understand God's teachings, understand who he is. This is going to set you up for success. Number six, worship and fellowship, gathering with other believers in worship. It can be online, sure, but just make sure you're connected to the body. Don't be disconnected. We have an amazing remnant online community. In fact, right now we're working on an app. And if you're listening to this broadcast and the Lord puts it on your heart, I have to pay several thousand dollars for this app. I thought it was going to be cheaper, but it actually ends up being more money because there's a lot of different functions that we need on it. And you say, pastor, it seems like you're always doing something new. Sure, because we need to expand the territory and we need to make ways to have the community and, and they're censoring us. And we're putting together the Underground Railroad for the Remnant. So I know, look, these things aren't going in my pocket. What these things are doing is that we're literally setting up people for success and having a community online and we're going into some dark times, but we're going to be okay. God is going to be with us even until the end of the age, and he will never leave us, and he will never forsake us. But we have things that we've got to do. They're mandates from the Lord. I'm not out there buying a mansion. I'm not out there doing exuberant things that other people are doing where the misallocation of the money for the saints. We're putting together an infrastructure. So, yeah, it's a couple thousand dollars. I know, that's a lot. Trust me, it's a lot for me. I don't even have health insurance, just so you know. I still don't. I have it for my daughter and for my wife, but I don't have it because it's too expensive. So we're we're not crazy or frivolous in our spending of money. But the deal is, though, is that we've got to do these things in order to put the infrastructure together. So if you have a heart for this, consider donating at pastortod.org. Consider donating at pastortodd.org. We're putting together an underground railroad for the remnant friends. I wish I could tell you it's going to be easy coming ahead, but it is going to get more difficult. But we are going to have places outside of their system, the Babylon system, come out from among them. We're going to have systems in place to where we're going to be able to communicate And we're building an infrastructure so that we're going to have community and we're going to be able to resist the devil and he will flee. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty in the spirit of God for the pulling down of strongholds. We've got to pull down the strongholds. Yeah, I'm passionate about this. Can you tell? We've got to be. This is a mission. This is a mandate. Reading the Bible, worship and fellowship, gathering other believers in worship and fellowship. There's an underground church right now in China that's thriving. We need to learn from them, friends. I'm not saying we're defeated and that it's going to be all evil and horrible, but I do believe there's some tough times ahead. You can see it. We, we are watchmen on the wall, and we're like the Issachar anointing, understanding and discerning the times. We can see just by looking at what's happening in our world what's going on. And, we, and instead of these tickle-ear people, whether they're pastors or prophets or whoever they are, oh, everything's just going to be great. No, that's not what's happening. Because if we operate in the anointing understanding of the times, we know there's perilous times ahead. That's what the scripture says. But we will be victorious. We will be overcomers by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And we will reach the whole world with the gospel of Jesus. We know that needs to happen and it's happening. And that's why our mission at this ministry is souls. Why do we do these teachings? So that you and others are set up for success. I can't tell you the countless letters that we get where people say, I'm growing in my faith. Thank you, Pastor Todd. It's not me, it's the Lord. God has put this together. God is in this story. Hallelujah. I am, I am excited about those letters. When I get them in the droves every week where people say, we're growing, please do more teaching. Why do you think I'm doing less uh, interviews? And interviews are fine, but it's because these teachings are getting traction because people are hungry If you like these teachings, let me know. It's encouraging to me and it helps us understand. Our our series right now on, um, you know, Satan and his works and and how we can avoid them. In other words, you know, how we can beat him every time and the plans of the enemy. I mean, it's like 37,000 views on Facebook. Obviously, people want to hear it. And that's good because we got to get this information out there. Amen. All right. Listen, come back after the break because we're going to finish this off how to have a strong relationship with Jesus, spending time with the Lord, being a Peter and a Paul and not a who are you in this very critical hour that we're in. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as the remnant all around the world. We're so thankful that you're here today. We're enjoying today's broadcast. We're talking about the sons of Sceva and how to be a Paul and a Peter and not a who are you. Don't be a who are you. I know Jesus. I know Peter. I know Paul. Who are you? We don't want to be a who are you. And so we, uh, we got through number six on this list here, worship and fellowship. Number seven, this is extremely important. I'm gonna get right into it because time is running out here. True obedience. I can't tell you how many times in the Lord, where I didn't want to do something, and God said, do something, do this, and I said, no, I fought him, I fought him tooth and nail, but what ended up happening is I ended up doing it, you know, it's interesting, too, like somebody was uh, saying something on the way out of church the other day at the Remnant Revival Center, they said, I don't want to do this, but I'll do it if God wants me to, I said, be careful with that, because every time I say, I don't want to go here, I don't want to do that, oftentimes, that's exactly where God will send me, But the deal is it's obedience. He's able to move through our obedience. A true relationship with Jesus means obeying his teachings and his commands, by the way. Oh, where does it say that, Pastor Todd? John 14, 15. John 14, 15. I can't emphasize enough the importance of obedience. Think about Abraham. When he had to lay Isaac on the altar there, you know, to be sacrificed. It was the act of obedience. His willingness to do it is all God cared about. To put that most important thing, because even though you love that thing, you love God more. And that's what he's looking for. He doesn't want us to have idols in our life. He doesn't want us to put anything before him. Look, I love my wife. I love my daughter. My gosh, I can't even tell you how much I love them. But I can't put them before God and my relationship with him in obedience to him. Now, he's a good father. He's not going to make me do something bad to them, thank God. And anybody that thinks that it's a lie from the pit of hell, okay, because God is a just and righteous God and a holy God. But he will ask you to do things sometimes that you don't want to do. But you do them in obedience to him, and then he bless. It opens a new door. It's like a key. It opens. Somebody needs to hear this. You have something that God's told you to do, and you've been waiting and lagging, and you're wondering why you feel stuck. And God's saying, you need to do this because I've asked it of you. And when you do, I'm going to open a key. I'm going to open a door in your life through that obedience. I didn't want to move out of L.A. We had amazing Bible studies going on. With some prominent people, by the way. There was there was fruit in the ministry. Fruit was going on. We had a remnant community. We had a nice building. Things were nice. They were they were comfortable actually. Even though there was a lot of warfare in Hollywood and dealing with all the stuff that we're dealing with in LA, bottom line is it was comfortable at, at some point. We it had been years and we had started to kind of understand how things were there. And you know, we had a lot of people helping and different things going on, and there was a great remnant community there. And we could have just pushed back and said, no, God, we're not leaving. But God said to go to Nashville, a new land, a new territory, to pick up and to move. I didn't understand it. But ever since we did that, that was an act of obedience outside of our comfort zone, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I'm going to tell you something. It opened doors that I could only imagine would be open. I mean, it opened so many doors and so much fruit came out of it and it was an act of obedience that me and my wife were willing to do. In my family God has blessed us as, as an, has it been easy? Sometimes it's not. No. Has there been war? for sure? Has there been a Sure. Have I been sued since I've been under? Yeah. There's been all kinds of stuff that's happened, but you know what? God is with us. Hallelujah. Obedience. Number eight, love and compassion. Jesus taught the importance of loving God and loving others. It's actually the greatest command. Love the Lord, thy God. Matthew 22, 37 through 39. He also gave us a great commission. Now, see, this is the list that these folks out there, you need to put them through this test. This is fruit. All this stuff that I'm talking about is fruit. You know, do they have faith and believe? Have they repented? Have they been baptized? Are they a person of prayer? Do they read the Bible? Do they worship and fellowship? Are they connected to the body? Do they have obedience to God? Do they love and, and have compassion? As Christ says, look, the greatest commandment, right? Love the Lord thy God and then love thy neighbor. He taught the importance of loving. And then there's a great commission. It says, go and make disciples of the nations and baptize them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Share the gospel. How many people are calling themselves Christians, but not sharing the gospel at all because they don't want to ruffle any feathers. Oh, there's two things. Don't talk about politics and religion. Are you adhering to that at your work? I'm not saying get yourself in trouble with HR, but I'm saying wait for divine appointments and opportunities, and when the the opportunity comes, share. Develop the relationship with the person so they're not going to report you to HR, and and get to know them as an individual to the place where then, when they need you in a time of need, or they have a question, and you can share the gospel because they say, what is it about you? Why are you so happy? Why do you have peace in the middle of this craziness? What is it? What do you got that I, I need Actually, it's Jesus, and you can have him too. Amazing. Do you feel an anointing today? There's an anointing today. I'm going to tell you something right now. I got some rest the last couple days. Rest is extremely important. Sometimes I'm weary, and the Bible says do not grow weary in doing good. Make sure you rest. I know I'm preaching to the choir. People listen and say, well, Todd, you need it. We're always telling you, look, I got rest the last couple days, and I feel good. I'm rested up right now. And now and you see the anointing that's come on the show today. I could feel it. This is truth. The truth sets a captive free. Stop listening to the charlatans. Stop listening to the people that don't have this fruit in their life. Some of these people don't even care about souls. Yet they're taking large offerings from folks. They don't even have one outreach in their community. They don't have the city. There's characters out there with props that own half the city where they live. And they don't even witness to the city they live in. In fact, they have a bad testimony if you talk to the people around them. They're not impacting their community. They're online bloviating, playing a character so they can get money. Sad, but true. Are they sharing the gospel of Jesus to get people saved and set free and healed and delivered? Is there holiness and sanctification in their life? Number 10, holiness and sanctification. As believers, we grow in our relationship with Jesus We should aim to live a life that is set apart for God's purposes in it but not of it. Citizens of heaven, come out from among them. 1 Peter 1.16. Be ye holy for I am holy. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Don't be like the church of Laodicea that's spit out. Be the empowered church, the church of Philadelphia. Number 11. Oh boy, this is gonna get you today. Service. What? Service. What? Serving others in love is a sign of genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. Serving others in love is a sign of genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. Matthew 25, 35 through 40. Matthew 25, 35 through 40. Service. Oh, wait. You mean I have to humble myself and be a service? Yeah, a servant. That's what Jesus was. He was a servant. We want to be like Jesus. People say, what would Jesus do? Well, there you go. Serve. Serve serve. Number 12, number 12, endurance and perseverance, endurance and perseverance. The Christian walk requires perseverance, especially during trials and temptations. Well, pastor, you're talking about a possibility of them trying to lock us down again. I don't know, maybe not, but it sounds like it sure seems like it. We can stop them. We can push back, but we've got to have endurance and perseverance. The Christian walk requires perseverance, especially during trials and temptations. James 1, 12. Look it up. James 1, 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Finish well. Press ahead in victory in the name of Yeshua. Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm not ashamed of his word. I'm going to stand on his promises. I'm gonna be filled and recharged. This is not a checklist, again, to earn salvation. These are aspects of growing and having a real, true relationship with Jesus according to biblical teachings. We've gotta establish and maintain a true relationship with Jesus. I'm gonna go through them one more time here before we go. Faith and belief, repentance, baptism, prayer. Be a prayer warrior. Reading the Bible. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. Worship and fellowship, do not forsake the assembly together of the brethren. Be part of a community, whether online or in person. Have other brethren around you that you talk to, that you're in relationship with, that you're accountable to. Obedience. Listen to God. A true relationship with Jesus means obeying his teachings and his commands and living out that lifestyle. Love and compassion. Show love. Sharing the gospel, the great commission. Holiness and sanctification, be ye holy, for I am holy. Service, be a servant. And endurance and perseverance. I'm going to fight that good fight of faith, and I'm going to finish well. Does that touch you today? Does that, does that touch your heart today to, to hear what God's saying? It's truth. It's the truth shall set the captive free. This is truth. Jesus is truth. Lord, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for everybody that listened to this broadcast today. I felt the anointing here in the broadcast studio, and I know that you're moving on hearts right now. Let us be sincere. We want to be a Peter, a Paul. We want to be like Jesus. We don't want to be a who are you, and that takes a real relationship with you. It takes walking it out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. All right, we love you. We bless you. We'll be back next week, Todd.org. Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. If you're listening to this, you are listening to the podcast version or online on Facebook or one of our streaming apps. We just want to thank you. Follow us on Rumble at Todd Coconato Show. You can always go to our website, Todd.org. We love you and we bless you, and I hope that this encouraged you today and helped you grow in your faith. That is our mission. Remember, wherever there is a remnant, it means God is not done moving. Amen. God bless.